Welcome to season three of The Throne Room with Beth Tarasi. Thank you, iPad. In just a moment, I gotta go to sleep, but there will be some things that I'm going to show you guys. There's lots of stuff to get to, a lot of things to unpack in the podcast. Coming up today, we have some hopes for the Biden administration. I have some series, a series of things I'm going to put here about the Biden administration. I want to tell you, I love the inauguration. I hope you all did too. Without further ado, though, here is my hopes for the Biden administration, followed by some bits on technology, and then I have a fascinating fact about animals to come across. Yeah. And other kinds of cool things we can talk about. Thank you so much, and I hope that you all enjoy the show. everyone. By the time you hear this, it will have been at least almost a week, if not more than a week, since the Bidens were moving into their new house. Their first dogs are there. You got Champ and Major. I'm excited about Champ and Major, honestly, because the dogs, dogs are cute. I love dogs. And... German Shepherds are the most intelligent breed of dog in the world, in my opinion, because you got them doing a variety of work. They can do a variety of herd tasks. They, they do the herd thing, you know, the, the whole thing with sheep and everything. But the other thing I like about German Shepherds is that they are the first breed of dog that was used for guiding. And I think Germans also have trained German Shepherds in police work as well. So, yeah, them dogs are pretty fucking, excuse my language, um, versatile, should I say. Pretty friggin' versatile. Those dogs are incredible. And I want to say hats off to Major and Champ for being first dogs at the White House. We finally have our dogs back in the White House. We have a cat. They're going to add a cat to the family. But enough of the family business. Let's get to the point of my discussion here. I want to discuss what do I have as far as hopes for the Biden administration. I've seen a lot of them come out and unfold themselves already. I want to thank Mr. Biden. Thank you, Mr. Biden, for making LGBTQ folks more protected, for reversing all of Trump's bans on transgender folks in the military and transgender rights and other things like that. Do you not know how many transgender folks are killed on a yearly basis because they are transgender or because they're transgender people of color? Do you know anything about the people who are transgender people of color who were instrumental in the Stonewall riots? I learned about this stuff in chorus. And I also want to talk a little bit about some choral news, just a little bit. And I want to say that I'm very happy that I was able to uh, see all those things come unfold from the Biden administration. But my hope is, the biggest hope I'm going to talk about is self-determination for disabled people, especially young adults. 
There are thousands of young adults with disabilities who are under what we call a guardianship, or in California and some states like it, conservatorship. Conservatorship, or guardianship, is supposed to be, and this is how it's stated by law. I'm going to try to paraphrase this. It's supposed to be a relationship in the ward or guardian sense, like a relationship between a ward and guardian. Now, the guardian language, it implies that there is some kind of, you know, care for the ward, compassion and other things. But what really happens is opposite what the law actually states. Family guardianships lead to things like isolation, liquidation, and if the, 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 the guardians and the family end up dead, the, the person in question ends up being rolled over to professional guardians who could do the following things. Isolation, liquidation, unnecessary discipline, punishment, uh, medication, over-medication, and early death, cremation upon death. Let me tell you something. Guardianships are a dangerous ploy by a lot of people to take away constitutional rights for disabled adults. Don't tell me this is a good idea for anyone. It is not. Guardianships must be replaced with a system that is more person-centric, and there is already an alternative on the books for such a thing. An autistic young man from Florida was recently granted all of his rights, and now he has a supportive decision-making team. What is supportive decision-making? This is what I'd like the Biden administration to talk about, and this is what I want them to do about the guardianship thing. We need to illegalize and pulverize this crooked industry because it affected me personally. It affected so many people. And I have a friend who's already in the industry as a victim. And she's an Orlando resident. I'm not going to give her name for privacy purposes. I'm just going to say that she came out as being a guardian victim. She has told me that she has no bank account. She has no way of accessing her SSI checks. She can't live on her own without her mom knowing about it. She can't even have boyfriends. And the boyfriends she's relegated to, the one she has lives in a group home. And I'm not going to say his name either because hell, privacy. What I do want to say though is that I did give her a pseudonym in the blog and that's about it. But she's 26 years old. If this does not get gotten rid of, Look, I'm 34 years old. I have no children. I have no job. I'm doing this podcast to try and warn others that this is not what you're supposed to be doing for your child. <laughs> Parents, I understand it is very tempting to get guardianship of your disabled young adult. But let me explain something. You think that pulverizing their self-determination rights is a good idea because, oh, my child misbehaves. She lies. She does this. No. You can't do that because what if you're dead and in the long term, this is not good for the child. 
If you die suddenly in an auto accident, God forbid, or COVID or whatever, that child could then be rolled into a professional guardianship racket, which is nothing more than racketeering, money laundering, and other bull crap that literally puts the child's life on the back burner. That child could end up in a group foster system, a group home with regimentation and rules that don't even matter. Like, they're not even going to be allowed to visit their friends. They won't have relationships, girlfriends and boyfriends, or partners, if I may be so inclined to use a non-binary term for all this. The other thing that I want to point out is that when you get guardianship of somebody, it leaves them with no choice but to to be with bad people. I'm going to tell you something right now. When I was under guardianship, I unfortunately came across a pro-guardianship mob of men in the blind community. They're entitled whiny brats who insist that, oh, they're correcting getting guardianship for you. Well, the Biden administration should tell these men no more. I was given a death threat last March over things I typed in my blog. Let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm not taking that down. Because this screenshot that I then later showed in the blog does not lie, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to come out and say that some of you might know the men that I'm referring to in this blog. These men have been spewing conspiracy theories and they are not patriots. They are not patriots. By saying that guardianship is okay, what they are advocating is my money gets taken away, all of my assets are sold to benefit the guardian's greed and fiduciary and all of this crap. What they're saying is that it's okay to lock a person up while their money gets taken away from them, while they're wheedled down to a paltry $794 a month in SSI costs, which is paltry compared to what retirees and seniors get. Not only that, but the disabled young adult has no rights, virtually no rights. They can't marry. They can't even talk to people. In Florida, there's a social thing, but in Colorado, yet everybody under guardianship has the right to vote. In Florida, that is dependent upon the mentality of the ward. I find that this is ridiculous. I think that Joe Biden should take this industry for what it is. It's evil. It's crooked. It's greed. It's dirty money. Guardians Incorporated is an episode of the show Dirty Money on Netflix. I am going to send Mr. Biden a few references to the Netflix show, and I want to ask if he's ever watched. It's called Dirty Money Guardians Incorporated. Guardians Inc., if you want to say it for short. But I'm just going to say this. Joe, you need to watch this. You need to watch the episode because there are several different people... John, uh, what's his face? I can't remember, but some guy from Massachusetts was under a guardianship and he died fighting for it. 
it took away his energy and he couldn't even then there was I want to I want to say his name Charles Thrash in Texas he's an elder guy in Texas he had all this money and the guardians just flat out took it away from him and what could happen to my friend over in Orlando she's only 26 and you've got her in this elder abuse racket when you die I want to say to this girl's mom if you die if you die and she's still around give her the house and give her her freedom now before you die okay because you know what the Biden administration ain't gonna put up with this Biden says his Justice Department will look into the cases of self-determination for, for disabled adults. We need to do that. Not just the elderly, please. We need to look into the young people. The younger people have a life ahead of them. They have, in the case of women, they have ripe eggs so they can get pregnant. Some of them can. Some who can't might want to marry and adopt. Some who absolutely cannot because of different health conditions. I don't care. But what we're talking about here is I want to have a healthy child, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do so because I'm 34 years old. And I'm very afraid that because of the guardianship, my kid of the future could end up with Down syndrome. Not that I want to get rid of such a thing. I don't believe in eradicating Down syndrome through abortion. I don't believe in that. What I do believe is we need to eradicate guardianships for young adults with disabilities. And the first step to doing so is action. Action, 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 people. We need to have action in regards to these people who are disabled, who are, you know, young. You call them naive, but these people are sheltered. What they need is life skills. And parents, you can't shelter the child and expect them not to know what sex is and what sex does. Let's look into the episode of Katie Talbert. Comfort, competence. Competence in um, Law and Order Special Victims Unit Season 3, I believe it was. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. If you have any questions or comments, please email me the denverqueen at gmx.com. That is denverqueen at gmx.com. You can find, oh, by the way, I wanted to announce right now before I forget, the website had some left-right quotation errors. We had to go through a lot of links. And I told my web guy my loving and awesome husband, partner, whatever you want to call it, that we need to check all the links, make sure there's no left-right quote errors and everything. Apple messed up the entire website. We had to pretty much put all of our subdomains on notice and reconvert them back, and he has to go into FPT and fix the setting here and there and that's about it you know we, we did take care of the left right errors and everything but I think that's very stupid the code could have meant that some of you might not have seen the um, podcast but please look at prior episodes of the podcast if you want to check out what else I talk about but yeah um, I want to say though 
um, guardianship is an evil practice, if you challenge yourself to pretty much not do it, there are alternatives. There is supportive decision-making. This works for intellectually disabled people who cannot take care of themselves. Some people with Down syndrome can do this. But if I have a Down syndrome child, there is one thing I'm not going to do. I am not letting my parents look at that child. I'm not going to let my parents see the child. I will not get guardianship of this child because this child, this Down syndrome child of the future possible, I don't know if I'm going to have a child with Down syndrome, but if I do, that child is not going to live in some stupid group home. That child is going to have everything. And I might even buy a house for that child so that the child has a guaranteed place to live upon my death. I will will the house to my Down syndrome child and I will have a support team in place for the child so that the, the, the adult with Down syndrome that was my child will have supports around him or her or them, supports around them so that they can make decisions on their own with the help and guidance of a support team that does not spend all his money does not lock him up in a group home or sell the house or anything like that. I will have instructions in the will that says, do not sell the house or property unless he or she or they says so. And I also want to make it clear that, you know, they can have a roommate live with them. They can have a wife. They can have whatever they want. Down syndrome people are living longer and longer lives. There is a guy in the UK, his name was Gus. I don't know his last name, but Gus is a ripe old 70-something years old now. Down syndrome kids only live to be about 30. 30! Who knows where Jenny Hatch is? But, you know, the Down syndrome kids, they don't live to be about, like, 19 sometimes. And it's because of heart issues. They have heart problems and things when they get later in their life and it's part of their condition. There's nothing wrong with it, really. I'm not going to be all wimpy, wimpy about it and just weepy about this. If they die, they die. And I'm not going to say because, you know, but if my child dies before I do, yes, I'll be sad. Yes, I'll have to grieve. But it's not going to be something I'm going to get weepy about forever. I'm going to say that that child's life mattered and it was a life worth living and everything of that nature. My life could have never been worth living because of the parents' guardianship. They took away my rights. They took my rights to have friends away. They told me who to talk to, who to see. The same thing is happening to all my friends in Florida. Those with disabilities, they really need to make sure that they get rid of the guardianships. I'm going to do the same thing with people in other states, including Texas, including uh, from the rolling hills of Texas to the valleys of the Rockies to the plains of Nebraska. If you're a guardian and you insist on stealing the disabled person's check, not teaching them life skills, making up excuses for not teaching them life skills, I am going to walk in and say, President Biden's plan 
says what it says, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because guardianship will only lead to the following scenario. If my friend is in a group home, she could get raped by her caregiver. Nobody would believe her. She could get beat up by a nurse in her old age. Nobody will believe her. There are a lot of issues with guardians and elders. She could also get over-medicated. When she is, you know, declared dead, this young woman, now an old woman, she could be an old woman declared dead and her ashes, she could be cremated and her ashes might end up in a locker or not stored in a sacred place, but rather in the guardian's office. Hey, I just killed this, this blind lady. The guardian might be shouting with jubilation and saying, oh, oh, look at this, boxes of ashes. It's just an old blind lady. No, that's not just an old blind lady, darn it. If you're the bitch who does this, and I'm sorry to say this, I, I don't want to, please excuse my language, but if you're the bitch who decides to do this to my friends, declare DNR on them and kill them all off because they're blind and can't supposedly make a decision otherwise, I'm coming for you too. I'm not going to let you sit there and put ashes in your office and think that you can keep those ashes as a trophy. Tracy Hudson is a Tampa Bay guardian that is, her name's everywhere, okay? Her, it's been made public that she stole money from elders so she could get stupid Tampa Bay Buccaneer tickets. And I hope the Buccaneers understand while they're playing the Super Bowl, they're kicking and pummeling around a football and you know, trampling themselves and tackling another player in the other team. I hope that the Buccaneers understand that when they play football, they're playing for their lives. These guys don't get it. Tracy Hudson could come for one of them. When the guys retire with millions of dollars in their pockets, they could end up being targets. Britney Spears is a classic example of a target for guardianship fraud. And that's exactly what this is. The only guardianship that should ever be legal is natural guardianship, which is for kids under 18. I had a natural guardian until I was 18, but then my parents stole my rights and they became plenary guardians. For 15 years, I was unable to even make a decision about the person I wanted to spend my life with. I left the state of Florida in 2010 because in the five years I was living under their roof during the guardianship period, they told me I couldn't be with a man because he was black. They also told me that I couldn't be with a man subtly claiming that he was sexually experienced, had a child. And I said, you know, I could have said, you know what, I would make a better mother than that's that bitch that's the mother of this child and I could have told them everything that I feel like telling them. Like, look, Rachel needs a mother. She needs somebody who's gonna talk to her, help her with her homework, read stories to her at night. And Amy wasn't doing it. That was my friend's wife, my friend's ex-wife. Michael Bonham's wife of, I don't know how many years, but Amy Bonham, Amy, whoever she was, oh, 
His ex-wife was not reading stories to that woman's child, and she never got to read stories to Moses either, her son. Rachel and Moses are now Michael's custody. He's the custodial parent of these kids. I wonder how he's doing, and I wonder what the hell he's up to. But my parents really needed to get with the program. This is 2021. Even in 2009, shortly before I left, I told my parents, I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't care what you say. I would have told them, look, Michael is a good man. He's a good man unlike you. And I'm sorry, but I want a man who's going to, if he has a child, that tells me he's capable of producing a child. And if I produced a child with Michael, it would have said something even more. Rachel would have had a more fit brother or sister and or, well, especially a fit mother. And I'm not saying Moses is bad, okay? Moses and Rachel are both the products of an intellectually disabled woman. I don't know how she got that way. And a blind man who was pretty much kind of pressured to marry this woman so that the parents did not want to get responsible and give her a support team. Well, back in those days, nobody knew about supportive decision-making, but I am all over supportive decision-making for Amy because Amy does not need to be in a situation where somebody beats her up and rapes and violates and gets her pregnant again. I don't think Michael ever did that, but I advised him not to have anything to do with Amy because Amy's power she would have been powerless to do anything about it. Amy should not be worshiping her man like a god. That's not what marriage is, and she could not communicate. She needs to learn how to communicate with other people and have social skills. And the case managers should allow Amy visitation rights with her kids. I get that. But now the kids are teens. And who knows what Rachel might be thinking now. I want to say something to Rachel Bonham. I love you, but I have another man, and I'm sorry I couldn't be with you when I should have been. I feel like I let everybody down because my parents had all this control, and they were racist. I'm sorry, but them saying Michael was, quote, sexually experienced was a very big sob story, and it had something to do with racism. It had a racy motive behind it. I didn't care. My parents, they had ulterior motives. They wanted me with a white Catholic man, virgin, fresh, you know, all this stuff. I personally have nothing against Catholics themselves, but Catholics are not my kind of man. Celibacy is bull. It's bull. It's bull crap. I'm not going to put up with celibacy. And... The other thing is Catholic priests recently were as recent as the time I came to Colorado. When I left Tallahassee and Titusville, I went to Colorado. I left the entire Christian thing behind me and I am done with even thinking that a creedal religion is the best for me because guardianship was used in tandem with a creedal religion to silence me. I won't let this happen again anyone and if anyone forces your child to go to a church and you're the you're the non-custodial parent that's kind of stupid 
I'm going to have a whole series on shows that encourage child indoctrination as well. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why it's dangerous for a disabled woman when little kids are indoctrinated. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a later segment, but I want to talk to all of you about my hope. The Biden administration really should look into federally banning guardianships because guardianships for all adults with disabilities age 18 and older with all disabilities. So what if the child is severely mentally handicapped and cannot make decisions on their own? That is why we need to have things in place so that the child can learn, can do basic developmental skills, but at the same time, we also need to have things in place so that that child or that young adult is not taken advantage of by a scrupulous caregiver or guardian. That's exactly what I am having to deal with on a daily basis. I have an excellent caregiver so far, but really, I kind of wish people would not impose the creed on me anymore. And I understand that my caregiver worries about me. That's fine and dandy, but I'm going to tell you something. I won't be indoctrinating my kids like that. If I have a babysitter try to do that, she'll be fired immediately for indoctrinating my kids. I am going to have to teach the kids from day one. From day one and from the moment they come out of the womb, they are loved. They are wanted. And it's not because God loves them. Who's God? Who's God? They can believe how they want to believe it. But they have to have a covenant. There has to be a promise. On my part, I have to promise to bring them up right. And I am going to put them in religious education at JUC or some Unitarian congregation. I am going to make sure they understand that as little baby activists, they're going to grow up understanding why their mother has put them in this place. And I am going to tell them my story. As they grow older, they will learn that the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, that any church that espouses a creed pretty much ruined my life. My, my, my Catholic parents forced me into religious ed schools that taught me things like, oh, well, you shouldn't have sex before you get married. In Unitarian congregations, that's not the case. My children will also learn about the reasons why I don't want guardianship for a disabled child. If we, There is a congregant in their family and they have a young boy named Luke. Luke has Down syndrome and I want to thank this family for um, talking about Luke and his life and you know all that stuff and why he needs to exist. I believe that Luke and his life matters. I think we should try limiting abortion care to basically if the woman was raped, she doesn't want to look into the face of her rapist. If the baby is a psychological trauma for the woman, I mean, for God's sakes, I may be blind, but I don't want, if someone tries to rip my, 
my body in half and rape me and stuff and tear me to pieces. Then I end up pregnant. I don't want that. I want Trenton's child within me to live. Not someone else's and I don't want anybody because rape is an evolutionary uh uh-oh on humankind. It's a weapon of war. It's also a weapon of dominance. Guardianship also could have put me in that place. That place of dominance. And I could have been raped. I had an ex who was a very pro-guardianship, pro-conservatorship. He was an asshole. He lived in Georgia. Some of you might know about him. He's in the blog. This man stalks and harasses young girls. Thinks he can get away with it, but I can't wait for somebody to ban his ass on Facebook. Because the only difference between him and Trump is money. Jason had no money at all. Jason was and still is under guardianship. But look, when Jason's mom dies, his adopted mom is his blood grandmother. What will happen? Jay Spear might die. That's his stepfather. What will happen? Jay's sister, Jason's sister, does not want to have anything to do with Jason at the moment. And she is now a registered caregiver for some company in Georgia. I don't know what she does now for a living, but Amber Ann, Amber, I I love you to death, and I I I wish you well in your caregiving and everything. Caregiving is a very hard job. But Amber, she's doing it. She had to do it for her brother for years. Not something I would have wanted her to do. She shouldn't have had to do things for her brother. Jason needs to have a support team in place to not only get him the money management, teach him life skills, like manage money and things, but he also needs serious sex offender counseling and treatment because he can't get away with this forever. Guardianship is evil. As much as I hate Jason, as much as I don't like what he did, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am okay with him being abused at a nursing home. Jason has a voice. He can say, no, get off me, stop. That'll be enough to prosecute the people who do this. I now have the voice to say, guardians, if you're going to do this, stop. Because I have a voice. Nobody silences me for what I say. Jason has his rights. He has a right to say that what he's experiencing is bad, wrong, anguish. It's anguish. It's anxiety prone. It's anxiety causing, other whatever. Jason may be in prison for one day, you know, messing with girls. He may have just burned the wrong girl. But Jason's prison guards and correctional officers one day, they they need to understand that Jason should still have rights as a disabled person. Even if he went to prison, I'd still defend his right to use a PC or a computer console. Hello? Oh, whatever. He can use a console with Windows or JAWS to write letters to his attorney. 
And he needs to do this independently. Yes, I get that. Lock the systems down big time. Give him, though, the access that he needs. A Maryland court did this for some Maryland inmates who were in prison and they're blind. I believe that prisoners should have some degree of right. When they're blind, they shouldn't have to rely on people to write letters for them. They shouldn't have to because those people might not have appropriate disciplinary, you know, things. You know what I'm saying? They don't have appropriate disciplinary courses and appropriate screening done on them. If Jason wanted to write a letter to his love, or rather his attorney so he can get the charges overthrown, he needs to be able to write those letters independently and read the letters independently as well with the help of a reader who will not put the letters in the hands of the wrong people. The reader cannot be a fellow inmate. The reader has to be a CO or an attorney or someone else with appropriate prison credentials and appropriate screening and background check so that they don't hurt him. That's what the Maryland case was about. And that is why guardianship is also wrong because the guardians may also try to pick the people who read your books or your letters. I'm going to write a book about why guardianship should be illegal and abolished based on my experience. It's also going to be a survivor's guide to guardianship and getting out. I'm going to recommend such a book to caseworkers, social workers, federal government officials, you name it. I want to say thank you all for listening and have a lovely day. It's early in the morning and I'm very happy that all of you joined me for this lovely edition of The Throne Room with Beth Jirasi. There will be more season episodes to come. Stay tuned. I'd like to do some interesting, fascinating fact of the day bits here on the podcast. I don't want to bore you to death with all this conversational stuff about like politics and women's rights and all of that. So to freshen the air a little bit, I'm going to talk a little bit about the most extreme leaders of the animal world. You think humans are bad? Check this out. Naked mole rats. You guys are going to laugh. Now, the queen of the colony of naked mole rats, she emits, well, every animal pees, right? So what the queen does is she puts her urine in a bath and the rest of the rats have to bathe in it. Ew, you might be thinking, ew, but you know what it does? It actually retards... It slows down the reproductive development of all the other rats, so they can't really have any kids. Just the queen. And her mates. But that's one of the ways that a queen naked mole rat can get control of her colony. It's basically when she, you know, 
uses her excretions, excrement as a bath for the other rats to keep them under her control. And the chemicals in the urine of a naked mole rat are not something you want to mess around with. Um, let me think. Ants are another good example of extreme leaders in the animal world, in the insect kingdom. We have ants and bees. We all know that honeybees, well, here's the funny part about honeybees. We all know that we are scared when a bee is flying by your head and you're like, Wah! Well, guess what kind of bee you actually get to see? The worker bees are the ones flying around and looking for nectar. And there are certain species of wasp that do the same shit, like they fly around looking for nectar. So, um, what these bees will do is they fly around, but here's the funny part. When the bees are queened, when the hive is queened, the queen gives off a chemical that says, follow me, follow me, follow me, and the bees pretty much follow the queen's directions. And the queen does her thing, the, the bees do theirs. But here's funny parts. Now, hmm. There's a queen versus um, worker development thing, and it goes like this. So those bees that are designated workers, and there's lots of them, they're usually all female. Why are they female? Because they leave the hive. One, two, they have what is supposed to be a stinger on their butt. The honeybee stings more, no more than once, and then it'll die. Because then it just wasted a stinger on you, you know? That's what a bee does. It stings you and then it dies. But if the bee were allowed to develop, it would become a princess or a queen. The queen and princesses, along with her, they have a fully developed thing in the back where the stinger is usually there, but it's actually a tube for where the eggs come out and all that shit. So when the queen lays her eggs, yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing about that, the bees and ants are probably among the world's most extreme leaders. You want to know what the most extreme leader in the animal kingdom actually is? Animal Planet had this whole big special on like the extreme leaders. I had some of these extreme monsters. They're not just extreme leaders. I think they're pretty damn bad monsters. They're little monsters and they can damage your home. So they are, you want to take a guess? You gotta take a guess, right? Okay, one, this animal insect, they're in the insect kingdom, but they count as animals anyway. Um, <clears throat> one, this animal pretty much has control over every aspect of its family. Two, the leader of this group uses hormones and pheromones to determine what each egg in her pile does. Okay, I'll give you a third clue. Third clue. This bug, this 
black head of an insect of a monster of a whatever will eat away at the wood of your structures until it falls. And then you have no home. So what is it? What is, what am I talking about? Um, I'm talking about termites. I'm talking about any kind of termites. Termites of any kind, whether they're the dry wood type. I actually did have some dry wood termites at my home in Florida. My parents, okay, let me tell you something about dry wood termites. We learned this from Orkin. Thank you very much for teaching us about these termites. I'm going to share the rest of this knowledge with people. Termites are extreme, not just leaders, but they are monsters, okay? They'll infest your whole house. They'll eat your wood and they'll just, yeah. Um, the queen is at the top of termite society and she has an egg pile, right? Okay, so imagine I was a termite queen. What would I be doing? So if I'm the termite queen, imagine if I had, well, I would have to have at least one drone, a swarmer for a mate, right? Or I'd have a few swarmers, but I'd have at least one swarmer with wings, we'd fly, we'd land, okay. Eggs, eggs, eggs. Ant queens and termite queens give birth every 30 seconds, possibly. I think it's like every 30 seconds or every minute. But like every few seconds, minutes, whatever, the queen is, she's got like a ton of eggs. So a queen will mate with her swarmer buddy and then the eggs come out and then you have okay I can determine as a queen in such a society if I were such a thing I would determine exactly what all my kids get to do so if you're a termite queen best think of yourself as lucky till the exterminators get there but queens are the most extreme leaders because they put chemicals and each of the eggs is assigned a task by the queen herself. The queen has such control. All the males, I think they're workers. Yeah. And there are certain species of bulldog ants that are female workers, but the bulldog ants are quite ancient. They're an ancient form of ant and they're still hanging around in Africa and they sting pretty friggin' bad. Okay, but termite queens, what they do is they put, they have soldiers, they have workers, and they will only, they'll only have so many princesses, a princess or, and a queen, they're pretty big, pretty friggin' big. Um, <clears throat> and if you've ever watched the movie Ants, Ants with a Z at the end, Ants is about, <clears throat> well... It's one of those movies that kind of makes you want to hate the government a little bit. <coughs> but here's the deal. Ants, like the carpenter ants and fire ants and whatnot, kill termites every day. So termite soldiers are sent out to protect the colony, but that actually does happen in the animal insect bug world. It's tough to be an ant, and it's tough to be a termite. And I hope that all of you have learned something today. So, if you're in a place like Florida, Texas, Southern Cal, whatever, 
look for the following signs of termite infestation, knowing that these bugs are the most extreme leaders in the animal world. First, go to your attic or the top rung of your house. Look for the following things. You gotta look for some dusty shit all over your walls. Look for little holes and look for wings. Colored wings. Clear wings are actually the wings of swarmers of the subterranean type. But if the queen is present in the room in your wooden attic and you see colored wings, that is a very sure sign you have drywood termites in your damn house. Thank you so much, and that's your fascinating fact of the day, and I think we will try to do another fascinating animal plant fact of the day next week. Welcome to the tech bit of the day for season three of The Throne Room. This one is about, guess what? Guys, I want you to, I wanna give you three guesses as to what kind of technology that I got. Dinging and pinging around, that's not what it is. Okay, I'll give you guys a couple of different little clues. They're not gonna rhyme, so don't worry. It's not gonna be that weird. But the clues I'm gonna give you guys are, these things are about the size of your finger. They have a round thing on the end, almost round, and it has a microphone and a force button thingy on each of these two little thingies. One of you I know who wants to listen to this podcast or who has before probably knows what the hell I'm talking about. And another clue is they connect to an Apple device, every Apple device you own. And I have them connected to every darn Apple device I own. I will give you guys at least three guesses. (laughs) A pair of headphones. That's not quite right. I cannot believe I got these, and I cannot friggin' believe I got these bad boys. AirPods second generation, baby! Woohoo! And they are in a wired case. And I also wanted to let you guys um, see. I wanted you guys to see Apple Fitness Plus, but I do want to kind of cover this in my tech bit of the day. Each of the weeks that we do the the um, show, I will have new tech updates and new tech things to talk about. At least I'll try. Um, the tech bit of the day today is um, what is it? Tech bit of the day is basically a little bit about technology during the week. So I bought the AirPods second generation. Oh yeah, yeah. I love my AirPods. I love them to death, but they do not have a cushion thingy, so beware. I 
am not spending $500 on a pair of earbuds, phones, whatever you want to call them. Those AirPods Max drive me bonkers. I'm like, what the hell? Like $500 for those? For a tiny thing that can easily get lost. Yeah, exactly. Um... Apple Fitness Plus is a great program, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna demonstrate only the app itself on my pad, and I'll show you guys what popular workouts I have done, but it's also connected through your watch. So, the watch app has the workouts all lined up for you, and it even helps, it's like having your own personal trainer around your wrist. It's so cool. And I haven't really done much of those exercises yet, but I do want to work on my podcast and get back into it, like, next week. I've kind of had to take a week or a few weeks off. I think I pushed myself too fucking hard. Sorry, guys. Oh, boy. And I also want to talk a little bit about a fascinating fact. Disclaimer. This may contain strong language. Um... I'm not going to demonstrate the AirPods because then you won't be able to hear me much. So, and since this is not a video podcast, this is not video time, people. I'm not going to show you guys the AirPods. Um, these AirPods are so convenient, so now I can do my calls privately. I can also listen to music without Trent and going... You're waking me up! Oh, God. Yes. That's the neat thing about AirPods. I do need to get me another travel pair of headphones. Like, another freaking, like, pair of Aftershocks. Because it turns out my Aftershocks that I do have are off the warranty. The warranty is out. It's ran out. So I have to get the new pair. And they do have some great pairs of Aftershocks. And they do have great user manuals and all of that crap. Well, there's more. Oh, let me think. Um, Google has not updated their apps in a month. And I don't understand why. Google, if if there's anybody that works at Google listening to this, please tell the beef lovers over there at Google... Not to waste any more time and update your stupid apps. Because there is nothing going on in our stupid little heads. Okay. Time to get with the program. Um. Yeah. I also wanted to tell you guys that it's it's going to be pretty cool. You guys are going to be in for a great treat. For the season three, we're going to do a lot of series and stories tech, women's rights, you name it, it's going to be a blast. So I hope you guys have a blast this season of The Throne Room with Beth Tarasi. If you do not have a blast, try. Thank you. And let's move on. Before I end the podcast, I'd like to take a few moments to 
talk about my crime documentary of the week. I don't think I really well delved into the um, American Murder, the American Murder, the family next door. It's a Netflix documentary and I would suggest y'all check it out. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry guys. I've been kind of waking up, kind of falling asleep. Um, just a couple of things. I've been very, very um, taken by this documentary. One of the questions that kind of pops up frequently is, why would a man like Christopher Watts kill his wife and kids? First of all, he did kill his wife and kids. I didn't see Shanann acting weird and strangling him. Shanann loved that guy. The, the kids loved that guy. Bella was singing something about daddy is my hero. And then she lost her life. What a tragedy it was and it hit close to home here because it happened not far from where I am here right now sitting in the studio in Denver. Um, if you want to check this crime documentary out, it's on Netflix. The descriptions are very well done. The text message voicing is really well done. I love how the descriptors, they had a few, they did the text messages so you could, they showed us an in-depth look at the evidence of this horrific tragedy. And it took place a few years ago. But I am going to say this, you'll need to kind of get the box of tissues out before you watch this. I want to give this documentary a five out of five stars. And if you guys want to listen, it's on Netflix. You can check it out if you have a Netflix subscription. Thank you all very much. And another thing I wanted to point to, I have some great news to share with all of you and I'm going to record something. I'm going to record myself getting the second dose of the vaccine because I want people to understand that vaccines work. Now my left arm is a bit sore and it was heating like fire a lot. Like earlier, it was just a sore muscle. It wasn't much. But, you know, the vaccine, when it goes into your arm, it has to, you know, muscle soreness at the injection site is a very common side effect. I ain't worried about it. I don't care if I have to do another damn sore arm bullshit thing, but um, I got my first dose of the vaccine. I believe it's Moderna. I am doing this in the building because I live with a lot of elders and disabled people. There are people with chronic health conditions in this building. And I guess the, some pharmacies, a pharmacist, her name is Rachel, and I wanna thank her very much for the injection. Thank you for immunizing all of us against this blackhead of a virus that needs to go away. I don't like the big bad virus. I'm no, 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 all you don't like the big bad virus. But listen, the same thing happens if you don't vaccinate your kids. Like you'll get a disease that's perfectly preventable. We do have vaccines for everything from diphtheria to polio. 
We need to make sure that our children are vaccinated against the polio, the diphtheria, and as of, oh god, like 30 years ago, what was it, 25 years ago, we have the chicken pox vaccine, which just came out like um, when I was like nine years old and I had the chicken pox myself, but I hope to god I'm the last damn generation to get the fucking chicken pox. Excuse my language, people. I hate chicken pox. I don't want any of my kids getting chicken pox. Because the chicken pox is not fun. And has anyone noticed there was a, a, a commercial for a spotted, like the Love and Care Kelly doll that had the chicken pox? I don't think that's a very good idea. You got a vaccine for the chicken pox. It's called Verivax and it, it goes against what's called the varicella zoster virus. That's what causes chicken pox. Because I have the chicken pox virus in my body, I'm gonna have to go to the doctor when I turn 50 and get the vaccine for shingles. Because I don't want shingles. I want nothing to do with shingles, okay? By the same token, I thought it would be best if I just went ahead and got the damn corona shot. So, I have my first dose of the corona shot out of the way. I'm going to try and capture the moment where I get my second dose, but I am going to say that when I say I'm fully immunized, you guys are going to be happy because this is how it, this is how we do it, okay? Vaccinate if you can, if you're able, okay? Some of you might not be able to because you're allergic to different things or because you had a bad bad reaction to a certain shot like Trenton won't get it he doesn't want to get a vaccine for the flu or this but I would encourage people of color if you have no allergies like to latex or anything if there's nothing wrong with you go get the shot and if you're healthy and you're a POC please get the shot we need to be able to distribute that vaccine and if you want to travel and see your friends outside the country, Africa included, Asia, whatever, we need to have a shot that's not going to give people so much headache or an arm ache, should I say. I had the injection done in my left arm, so it's just a matter of a couple of signatures. Bring your Medicaid card. Um, If you are living in one of those cramped, apartment buildings, I would suggest you ask your landlord if it's possible for you to get the vaccine, especially if you're elder or disabled. I was surprised they even bothered to inject me at all because I'm like 34 and I want to make sure that everybody is aware that if you are a frontline worker, 70 or older, disabled, I mean, I live in this building and there are too many people here that are like 70 or older. I don't want to get them sick. So I'm glad they offered me the vaccine. But if you are able, please get vaccinated. This message is brought to you by the Denver Queen. Let's get vaccinated, people. If you can and if you are able, talk to your doctor about either the Moderna or the... Well, they're going to work on the Johnson & Johnson. But always, always consult your primary care doctor. But, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was able to get the shot. 
And I think it would not have been, I, I mean, I'm going to get my second dose in a few weeks. It's going to be okay. And once all that's over, yep, that means we got it. We, we totally do got it. So um, thank you all very much and have a wonderful day. God bless the United States of America. We've elected a president who actually gives a crap. And I will be giving some more updates on different things I'm going to be doing. Um, my hope for the Biden administration series is... I'm probably going to do a whole series on hopes for the Biden administration. The next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about SSI and why the program needs to be updated. And... <clears throat> We will also discuss a very serious issue in the National Federation of the Blind. And I want to talk a little bit about my experience dealing with those guys. Some of them are a little weird, okay? Thank you very much for joining me and have a great rest of your day.